0: by no means are they the most accomplished basketball program in the commonwealth of virginia i think the clear arguments for those are two of them vcu final four runs or the virginia cavaliers only one under their current administration but another run to the elite eight and oh by the way the time they made the final four they did cut down the nets and win a national championship And they backed it up by putting a number of guys in the pros, even though people have said you can't uh, make it to the pros or you can't win at a high level under Tony Bennett at Virginia. Granted, they need to make some adjustments and more on that later this week. But the program right now that's got the most buzz when it comes to basketball in the Commonwealth of Virginia may not be the most conventional route you take, but if you followed the action over the weekend, which I'm sure you did, they trailed by... 11 with seven-ish minutes left in regulation. A furious rally capped off by this. We're giving it away a bit as you heard on the ACC network. Offensive rebound. Amor! If you could That off the Georgia Amor missed three-pointer, and then Liz Kitley, also an All-American caliber player for the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies, with the go-ahead shot. Now NC State would counter and set up this, what proved to be the game-winning shot. It wasn't quite a buzzer beater because it came with uh, about nine-tenths of a second left, but still this moment.
1: And Zoe Brooks hedging down to guard Kitley. Woo. Here we go. Hokies inbound.
0: Go to Kitley. That, this past Sunday. Look at right now, it's Virginia Tech women's basketball. They are the hottest program right now in the Commonwealth of Virginia. With all due respect to the JMU Dukes, who are giving them a run for their money, the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies made it to the Final Four last year. And yes, I get it. Some people think women's sports and men's sports should not get the same level of credence and attention. And there are certain spots where that's the case. But this was a Final Four last year that produced the national championship game, Between LSU, the largely same LSU team that dispatched Virginia Tech earlier this year, and dispatched Virginia Tech in the Final Four, against Iowa and the most noted basketball player right now in the college space, men or women and Caitlin Clark. She's got big endorsement deals. She's got a major level of profile. And if you object to that, Trey, please feel free to interject your thoughts on whether that's the case. But right now, it's the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies that have a major level of excitement around this program and what they've been able to do. One of them is is from a broader, big-picture level that should be addressed in the fast lane. And that's this. Kenny Brooks mentioned this afterwards, but the atmosphere was phenomenal this past Sunday in Blacksburg
2: wow um what a wonderful uh game with a wonderful atmosphere um you know every anytime that we get together with NC State it's always uh it's a fun game It's an exciting game it's a competitive game and the mutual respect that we have for each other um I think it just bodes well not only for uh women's basketball but especially the ACC and what kind of teams that we're able to to produce and um
0: Agree with us or disagree with us, share it, Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we encourage everyone to be safe on the roads out there so that you don't need the services, which it's worth having, of Gardner Insurance Solutions. They are located, by the way, on Old Forest Road in Lynchburg, and they can shop your home or auto insurance to get you the best rate may not be the cheapest but it's the best with the best coverage and on a day like today where there's all sorts of hazards out there with the torrential rain and the potential for flooding and hydroplaning it's good to have that ally like Gardner Insurance Solutions on your side but Kenny Brooks mentioned the atmosphere they announced it was a sellout crowd and when that announcement came in the second half of the Lady Hokies victory against NC State third ranked at the time NC State the 13th ranked at the time Virginia Tech Lady Hokies Kenny Brooks acknowledged that, yes, it gave this team a boost.
2: A phenomenal game. The crowd was unbelievable. Um, sellout crowd um, during break is, is unbelievable. And uh, i said it a lot, lot. You know, that crowd can make a good team great, and we needed every bit of them tonight. And uh, when they announced the sellout, I don't know, it may have gave us a little boost. Boosty. Yeah, gave us a little boost, and they dug in a little bit harder, and then they fed off the, uh, the energy of the crowd. But great win for us. Uh, we're going to enjoy it. Uh, hard fought, and uh, get ready next week for Miami.
0: Big victory for the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies, but you know it's a bigger picture assessment. I mean, right now let let's do a little bit of a rundown of their competition in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yes, we carry Radford Highlanders basketball on the VTR in Roanoke app, and we'll have that big showdown this coming Thursday at Longwood. The 8:30 airtime showdown on the VTR in Roanoke app and 99.5 FM Roanoke. FM in the Bedford area but even with the win against West Virginia on the road which it's a down West Virginia team but it was a nice win for Radford you know they have stumbled at a couple of junctures including High Point a week or so ago over in the New River Valley but that's a big showdown against Longwood which again they're kind of an under the radar team right now, but they haven't made a Final Four. They haven't even won an NCAA tournament game as great as their Big South championship was a couple of years ago. Great program, but not quite on the level of Virginia Tech Lady Hokies basketball. We mentioned Radford. VCU down by their standards. Granted, coaching change, yes, but down by their standards. Richmond, I'll throw this in there. I think Richmond is very much a Richmond area team as opposed to a state school, although maybe you could make the argument that's not the case. VCU is,
1: I would argue, more of the... Team in Richmond than the University of Richmond because if you go through the city of Richmond VCU is actually like interwoven within the city of Richmond the University of Richmond is its own campus it's a private school in Richmond VCU like, to me I think and it's a rivalry but I think there are more VCU fans in Richmond than there are U of R fans if that makes sense
0: yeah I get it you're from Richmond so I'll, I'll certainly well basically outside of Richmond so you're basically from Richmond I, I will 100% take your
1: I've been to the city of Richmond a lot more than you
0: you have you have lived there yes so and your family to my knowledge unless they moved in the last month or so no they still live there so you're very well tied in i have ample reason to defer to you on that but in a good point on richmond as well i know plenty of people from the area and frankly i know plenty of people from here that have gone to vcu but program wise neither of them has a ton to get excited about this year jmu they've had a phenomenal run you can make the argument now they don't have the final four like the virginia tech lady Hokies in basketball last year but JMU and men's basketball, undefeated until the loss this past Saturday against Southern Miss. So right now, they're in a good spot. Liberty, we know about their fan base. We touch on them all the time. But you know, they lost to Western Kentucky. I, I think they're a team that can make the tournament. But I don't see necessarily second weekend of the tournament ability from this team. And despite all the praise around the career of Darius McGee, this flame squad did fail to make the NCAA tournament the last couple of years. And uh, from a broader state level, or Commonwealth in this case here in Virginia... From a broader level, it doesn't generate the level of appeal. And then the big boys. Look, Virginia Tech men's basketball made the Sweet 16 a couple of years ago under Buzz Williams. A year and a half, now almost two years ago, they won the ACC tournament but lost in the second round. Or in the first round, excuse me. I guess you technically the second round. Yeah, The first game they played.
1: The round of 64.
0: Yes. To the Texas Longhorns. And last year, they didn't make it. This year, they're not trending to be a tournament team. Virginia. They're probably in the tournament, but a lot of shine has come off the Lester this year with Tony Bennett and the Virginia Cavaliers and how bad they played away from John Paul Jones Arena now with three losses by 16 or more points, including this past weekend to NC State and seemingly a lack of answers on how to solve that. Some of it may be even personnel driven, which means there's only so much you're going to answer this year. I'm not out on Tony Bennett as a head coach, but, you know, right now you stack up everything else. And then if you want to compare Virginia Tech to Virginia women's basketball, and I do think Coach Mox has got that program pointed in the right direction, even with the 0-3 start to ACC play this year. I mean, there's no doubt. Right now, the Virginia Tech Lady Okies, they are the team that has got the most excitement and buzz in the Commonwealth of Virginia when it comes to that type of hype. And that's what they're doing on a bigger level. And it's backed up by the fact that they're selling out home games now for women's basketball in Blacksburg. Again, I understand there's this faction of people out there, the idea of, oh, women's sports and women's basketball not going to get the same attention as men's basketball. Okay, yes, men's basketball tournament still gets more, but it's not like the women lag far, far, far behind. They are gaining and have gained a level of fans, and clearly there is a lot of cachet around that sport. And above all else, winning gives you that level of cachet. So that's where the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies have a lot right now In terms of excitement and frankly and I don't know these players on a personal level but there seems to be a likability to this team a relatability to Virginia Tech and yeah maybe there's an added relatability to the fact that you look at Virginia Tech baseball and softball the last couple of years making some runs in the spring giving Virginia Tech fans a taste of what it could be like as they've gotten closer they haven't gotten over the hump outside of bass fishing of course of winning a national championship as a school but they've gotten closer and the women's basketball program, making the final four, only adding to that. And that has been part of the appeal to this particular unit of players for the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies. Speaking of the appeal, the appeal to your bottom line is by not having to spend as much as you possibly could. The appeal to your waist and wallet is being equipped to handle your New Year's resolutions. CrossWide Athletic Club Three-month memberships are waiting for you at InsaneRadioDeals.com and to make sure you're properly fit and equipped to handle the Crosswide Athletic Club experience or whatever your fitness journey has for you and whatever it, wherever and however it brings you along, that is where you need to go to InsaneRadioDeals.com. By the way, more on this a little bit later on here in the Fast Lane around 5.45 after our chat with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com who will discuss among the points... One we use right now, or discuss right now, kicking things off in the Fast Five at Five-ish.
2: It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five.
0: For the second time in program history, the Liberty Flames appear in the final AP Top 25 poll. They check in at number 25 After the 45-6 loss they suffered to the Oregon Ducks in the Fiesta Bowl. I think it's reasonable for Liberty. They're the only group of five team that's ranked. It was not a banner year for that conference. JMU had a great year, but they lost their coach. They lost their bowl game. Last impressions don't necessarily help. And I get you could say somewhat of the same thing for Liberty, but I mean, let's be real here. Even with JMU depleted, they lost to Air Force. Liberty lost to a largely intact outside of the center and top pass catcher for Oregon who had opted out for the NFL draft. Pretty much everyone else played in that game for the Oregon Ducks. So I get why Liberty would be punished a bit. They should and why it's probably a, a better reality check of where the Liberty Flames are in terms of their overall season but this was a fantastic year for Liberty and even the finish in the AP Top 25 poll I think the one value that's probably the most hidden about that type of accomplishment for a program like liberty and uh, you know jmu they're positioned to do something similar in future years and they probably would have this year truthfully because with one loss and the ability to play in their conference championship game if they had only lost one game they probably had a stronger schedule particularly a power five win at virginia granted you could laugh about whether that's actually a power five win but they had it on their resume jmu probably would have made the new year six bowl over liberty and they might have been in this spot the way liberty is so they're there I don't think it's understating it to say the Dukes are in a spot where they, too, could finish in the top 25 of the AP poll. And the value of that is for that in the college football playoff and the final polls as well, Um, you know, for those, is it gets people looking back as they look ahead to future years and considering what you might return. And Yes, the Flames lose a number of key pieces, but they get quarterback Caden Salter back. Obviously, their head coach, Jamie Chabwell, is sticking around. It's a system that is proven that, again, it's not – You know, it does does matter who plays, but it's proven that it can work under different players for Liberty. And as bad of a loss it is for a guy like C.J. Daniels to leave, which we'll get to momentarily, I understand the point for Liberty. And when people look at the poll from this year, the fact that Liberty's at the last spot in the poll as opposed to others receiving votes, I don't think every week, you know, hey, if you're Liberty and you're ranked in the October 31st poll, but you're not ranked in the November 7th poll, probably aren't going to remember that long term i think there is some lasting value much like the appearance in the fiesta bowl more on that in another day or so but number four we mentioned cj daniels and his departure from liberty university he's the one guy transferring out of the program i get nil could be a factor in in him returning but here's the thing the market i don't think is such that he's gonna get a, a better offer at liberty than he would elsewhere he has visited Oregon Auburn Texas and Florida those programs are all very well situated in the name image and likeness which means player compensation sphere so that's one of the the elements here's the other I think you could make the argument from a Liberty standpoint that Caden Salter could play another year in Liberty system he would still be eligible to transfer by the way uh for one more year after that And, and you know I don't at all rule that out and maybe you don't rule it out someone trying to poach him even after spring ball and they realize oh bleep we're in trouble but with quarterback it's a little different you're learning a system it can be real challenging to pick it up on the fly with the transfer that late in the cycle but for a guy like cj daniels if you think about the strength of the liberty offense they were the top rushing team in the nation this year and while it's not as bland as the old paul johnson triple option with the russell athletic uniforms at georgia tech and his personality that was bland to go along with it the truth is Liberty is basically a run oriented offense they'll be passing opportunities and a good quarterback can spread the ball to different weapons and showcase his skill <clears throat> why Caden Salter can benefit but a wide receiver there are only so many touches to go around CJ Daniels is going to get more somewhere else that's just the reality of the business he's six foot three he's well built He's the guy that out of this season at Liberty, just looking at him physically relative to his position group. He and Xavier Gadlin were the two where you go, okay, there's some potential there for the next level. Salter needs to add Wade. Noah Frith isn't all that big, as great of a story as he is for Liberty. That's a reality. The defensive line, they lost some size in prior years, and even in the last couple of years when they were bigger, they still didn't have guys that were high draft picks, which means it's a challenge on that side of the ball for Liberty. And, of course, we mentioned some of the other wide receivers. But remember, the Hugh Free system was different for showcasing wide receivers than the Jamie Chabwell system. That is why I would be very skeptical that a guy like C.J. Daniels joins Caden Salter in returning to the Mountain. Number three. A couple of business news nuggets when it comes to the college football playoff. Number one out of those. The college football playoff championship game last night, by the way, Trey, congratulations. You had Michigan in the under, both of those cashed. I had Washington in the over, neither one of those cashed. I actually thought the over could have had a chance, but Michigan was clearly the better team. They were in control of that. So congratulations to you on your projection from the fast lane yesterday, Trey, because as Coach Prime would say, "I got received. of course, they are there at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. But the game averaged 25.05 million viewers. That is not one of the highest ever in the college football playoff era. I think some of that's the fact that Michigan is not the sexiest style, although they're a major brand. Washington, they're also a big brand. More than enough to bring in a healthy amount of viewers, relatively speaking. But... It's not quite the showboat style, especially when Michigan, they were able to play the way that they wanted to, which is more of a grinded out affair. And we saw that last night that Michigan, the entire way, they were more than in control and therefore more than worthy as a champion. Number two. Speaking of the college football playoff, I I love this, by the way, this might be the most humorous part. Sources have indicated to ESPN reporters that ESPN and the college football playoff are in talks to extend the tv rights agreement trey question for you do you think that an espn reporter is going to be the one to break the news when it might become officially agreed upon that there will be a six-year contract six years tacked onto the current two years remaining on the college football playoff contract for the next iteration of the playoffs
1: uh, no, uh, the only part that might be added to this is if, like, if Fox wants to get a couple games or CBS or something. But I, I always thought this was going to end up on ESPN. They're the ones that need this kind of airtime during this time of year. Uh, if bowl games are going to slowly be phased out, which are owned by ESPN, and be replaced with playoff games, well, ESPN's going to be the one that invest trey
0: that's a good point but my other question is who's gonna break this story
1: do you think espn that- i said that at the start okay thank
0: you for clarifying I, said,
1: I agree with you trey and then i went into my point
0: you know that that that's totally fine but it is a very valid point
1: point. and
2: number one on the fast five at five ish
0: just a little update and we'll continue to keep you abreast we are not going to go through every candidate that is interviewing for every single vacancy out there even with the Washington commanders of who might run that front office and who will be the head coach as well to replace Ron Rivera. But here's a little refresher: Yes, Ron Rivera has been canned in Washington. Arthur Smith out in Atlanta. Our guy Michael Lombardi seems to think that if Bill Belichick shakes free in New England, his status is uncertain. And I tend to think a mutual parting of ways is where that's going to end. that atlanta is a logical landing spot i don't still i think atlanta would be at the top of the list because it's a clear path to belichick having the most power whereas in carolina there's the would it or wouldn't it be the case with david tepper the owner of the carolina panthers and how let's be diplomatic here moody he seems to be um but here's the other one mike vrabel with the tennessee titans Whether it's that or the the possibility, and Adam Schefter is throwing this out there, that if the Steelers lose in the playoffs this year, this weekend, or even in the next couple of rounds, Mike Tomlin may step away and take a breather. And when Schefter leaks that, clearly somebody knows something that's feeding him that information. You know, I put Vrabel in the Tomlin category. I'm a big fan of those type of coaches that get the most out of what they have surrounding them. And, I mean, how Mike Vrabel had Tennessee as competitive as they were in a number of games not just this year but in prior years and I get it with all due respect to the Liberty fans out there the thing Malik Willis should have been the quarterback you know he was a year away from being a year away last year he was still a year away this year from being the guy they don't have their desired answer and I never thought Willis was the guy that Vrabel ever really wanted or that Tennessee had a real plan for him it was kind of a stinky situation but this happens in the pros But Mike Vrabel got a lot out of his talent with Tennessee relative to what was there. And the fact that he's now available, I think he's going to hold off on where he might go or even interview because if Belichick leaves New England, Vrabel's a New England guy. He's familiar with that system. Uh, All signs point to that being where he would end up going. But... I know he may not fit the analytics mold of what Washington seems to be looking for with the fact that they've got Spielman and Myers heading their search and Myers from the Warriors, the big analytics guy. Um, He may not fit what they want in Carolina and maybe Vrabel may want more control than a meddling owner like David Tepper would willingly give him. And if you're Atlanta, I would absolutely consider Vrabel and Belichick if both of them are equally available. But it's fascinating to watch that. And yes, if Tomlin's ready to step away in Pittsburgh, if I'm Vrabel, I absolutely hold out because if the Steelers lose this weekend and they are a nine, nine and a half point underdog to Buffalo, they will lose. Then, and Tomlin decides to step away, I mean, that's a great organization for whom to work. And Vrabel is kind of another version of Mike Tomlin getting the most out of the least, and a guy that could fit the Steeler way. But, I mean, clearly New England is option number one if it opens up for Vrabel.
2: And there is your Fast Five at Five-ish. When
0: we return here in the Fast Lane, more on the Liberty Flames plus high school sports. Ben Cates, local sports reporter, newsadvance.com. Slated to join us next, this is the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.